This podcast is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management, award-winning wealth managers who go above and beyond to support and guide you. Visit candowealth.com to start building your wealth with confidence. Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Isabel Hardman and this is the Sunday Roundup. On Thursday, polls were open for the local elections amid a national political backdrop that couldn't get much bleaker. The House of Commons is once again being referred to as Pestminster, thanks to the revelation that more than 50 MPs are under investigation for some form of sexual misconduct. The case that has most recently exemplified this phenomenon is that of the Conservative MP Neil Parrish, who has admitted watching pornography of an acquired taste on at least two occasions in the chamber itself. Sophie Rayworth spoke to the Business Secretary Kwasi Kwarteng about the culture in Parliament. We've heard this week how a female cabinet minister was pinned against the wall by a male MP, how female MPs had to see someone openly watching pornography in the, in the House of Commons, in the chamber in the House of Commons. Is the Commons a safe place for women to work? I think it is. I mean, I think we've got to distinguish between some bad apples, uh, people who behave badly, and the general, uh, the general environment. It's just as it, it, it's very um, similar. Uh, to when people say, oh, well, there are, there, are, there are a number of racist people in this country, so that means the whole country is racist. That doesn't follow. There are some bad apples. There are people who've acted very badly, um, and they should, be, they should be held to account. In Neil's case, he uh, voluntarily um, resigned. He, he realised that what he'd done was unacceptable. There's no uh, professional work environment in which uh, what he did was acceptable, uh, and he's resigned as a, as a result. Are you sorry to see him leave? He was a, a, an effective parliamentarian, but I think what he did was wrong and he's taken the right decision. The Labour leader, Sir Keir Starmer, made another Sunday media appearance this week and gave his thoughts on combating pessimistic culture to Sophie Ridge. There's a cultural issue that we have to get to grips with and culture change has to be led from and modelled from the top. Uh, we need to listen to women um, and I've spoken to a number of women in the last few days about this and they are very clear that um, whilst there does need to be culture change, um, those who are engaged in this sort of activity, um, whether it's um, comments about Angela Rayner or whether it's watching porn in the House of Commons, um, have to take responsibility. We can't run this argument somehow, this high-pressure cultured place. Uh, place um, take responsibility. Neil Parrish chose to watch porn in Parliament. Tory MPs chose to make disparaging comments about Angela Rayner. They've got to take responsibility Well, he, Neil Parrish, to be fair, has taken responsibility. He's resigned. Yeah, well, then the third thing is political leadership, because what we've seen from this government time and again is when one of their own gets into a difficulty and a problem because they've done something they shouldn't have done, whether it's Owen Paterson, whether it's the Wakefield MP, or whether it's Neil Parrish, their first instinct is to push it off into the long grass um, you know, hide what's happening, and that is a political problem because a fish rots from the head, and there needs to be political leadership on this as well. And we haven't Talking seen that from the Conservatives. Talk the upcoming elections are likely to be Labour's first notable successes since Starmer began his leadership. Ridge brought up a campaign video featuring Tony Blair singing his successors' praises. With Starmer regarded to have campaigned from the left in order to secure his current job, Ridge asked him if Blair's appearance was potentially provocative. Tony Blair won three elections um, and uh, the Labour Party uh, doesn't win elections very often. So I think having the endorsement of Tony Blair is, is very important, very valuable. And, and, and I think 
further demonstrates the amount of work we've done in the last two years, the change that we've made. But I'm very happy to talk to and with someone who's won three elections okay. because I didn't come into politics to be in opposition. I came into politics to win elections. One aspect of last year's elections that Labour would rather forget is the photograph of Keir Starmer drinking a beer while campaigning for the Hartlepool by-election. Starmer insists he did not break lockdown rules, but Rayworth asked Shadow Foreign Secretary David Lammy about why Labour had insisted that their deputy leader, Angela Rayner, was not also present during Beergate. Why did you say that Angela Rayner wasn't there when she was? I think Keir Starmer has made clear that that was a mistake that came from his office. We apologise for that mistake. She was there. It took a long time for it to come out, though. Well, look, it's a, it's a, it's a busy office. Um, there was some discussion at the time a few months ago. We said she wasn't there, but she was there. But the truth is, whether she was there or not is not the point. This was within the rules, as they were stated at that time, in Durham, that's the point, and that's why there's been no police investigation. I understand why the Conservatives want to throw some attention on this this week, because they don't actually want to talk about the cost of living. They don't actually want to talk about the issues that matter to people on the doorstep across the country. But the truth is, there really isn't anything to see. She was there. Um, we said that she was there now. Uh, but this was well within the rules. It was months later that you said that she was there. Can you see why people are asking questions, though, given what, was, what they were told at the outset? Well, Sophie, I can see why you want to ask these questions and not talk about the issues that people are raising on the doorstep. I was out um, in Wandsworth yesterday, in Hammersmith and Fulham. Nobody raised anything to do with Durham. I've got to be honest with you. I suppose it's the, the issue is that it's the focus that Keir Starmer has put on, on the Prime Minister, the Chancellor, who have been fined. And, and people, some people are wondering what is different, what happened in Durham to, to what the Chancellor did, for example, which was walk into the Cabinet Office when there was a birthday cake. He got fined for that. He was only there for a few minutes and he, was, he didn't even drink alcohol. There's not really that much difference, is there? Sophie, I've got to take issue with you saying that it's the attention that we're putting on. Sue Gray has done a report. We haven't seen it. The police are investigating 16 parties, of which it's alleged the Prime Minister may have been at six. We've had 50 fixed penalty notices. We've never had a Prime Minister that's accused of misleading Parliament. We've never had a, a lying to Parliament. We've never had a Prime Minister that's broken the ministerial code. We've never had a Prime Minister that's effectively a criminal because he's received criminal sanction. Of course that's a subject that is coming up uh, on the doorstep quite rightly because everybody else followed the rules. Everybody else who couldn't go to the, visit their loved one in care homes everybody else who couldn't uh, go into a hospital, go to funerals, for all of those reasons, of course, this is an issue of much controversy. Ridge went on to speak to the Greens co-leader, Adrian Ramsey, asking him to clarify the party's position on membership of NATO. Do the Green Party still want to take the United Kingdom out of NATO? I think I did ask that, Sophie, which is that, yes, that is our long-term policy, that we would like to see a far greater focus on peacekeeping institutions and institutions that support a reduction in our nuclear weapons and, and um, countries moving away from nuclear weapons. 
But in the short term, of course, we're not proposing moving out of NATO in the middle of a conflict. The focus needs to be on international action that brings pressure to bear on Russia through a variety of means, including the work of the United Nations, including um, international cooperation in a variety of ways. And that must mean economic pressure on Russia through sanctions on oil and gas. And finally, Raworth questioned the Liberal Democrat leader, Ed Davey, about rumours of a pact between his party and Labour in order to oust the Conservatives. Is there a pact between Labour and the Lib Dems to uh, get rid of the Tories in the by-elections ahead? There isn't a pact. There's not going to be a pact. You haven't made any pact? No. Uh, In fact, if you uh, look at what we're doing in these local elections, we're fighting Labour in many areas, in Hull, in Sunderland, in Sheffield, in Haringey, in Southwark. I could go uh, on. This is pretty desperate from the Conservatives. And I'm not surprised because lifelong Conservatives are switching away from them because they are uh, really upset that we have a Prime Minister who's not decent to run our country. That's all for this week. I'm Isabel Hardman and this podcast was produced by Matthew Taylor. Don't forget to subscribe to the Coffee House Shots podcast on the iTunes store. And if you enjoyed this podcast, do subscribe to our daily evening blend email. It's a free roundup of all the political news each day, along with analysis and a diary on what to expect next. Just go to spectator.co.uk forward slash blend. Thanks for listening and do join us again next week. <laughs>